Hello, and again, welcome to BitDev. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... I'm Don... Uh, Don James. That's my name. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thanks for coming to my house, and yeah. I really enjoy your space. Uh, I grew up just northwest east of here, so familiar. It's nice to see what the neighborhood looks like again. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, the... Yeah, so the usual first question is, who are you? What do you do? Uh, my name is Donald James. Uh, I go by Don Data. Uh, some people know me as Don Eisenberg. And is I it make, Don Data or Data? <laughs> see, I say Don Data. And it, but I spell it like Data as the Star Trek character. Would, you know, that's what everyone asks. And uh, I know, like, because when I, I, I do radio as well, and so other radio hosts on the... Uh, station that we share some of them say don data mm. and i think they're just all star trek nerds <laughs> and that's fine and that's fine and i think it's more of a uh uh two america situations where it's like i say data and i mean it as d-a-t-a versus data you know but you know and i and yeah so i i do radio uh host a show called no one man and i uh play music and uh, across the city and state Sweet. Yeah. Uh, being a drummer, you're probably in like a number of groups. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Done my who, all, time. who all do you play with? Right now, uh, I'm in Lust Online. It's like an uh, indie pop outfit, uh, the four piece. Uh, and also I am in Tim Buchanan's uh, band, uh, The Trumpet Vines, which is like a country outfit. Uh, I've kind of... I kind of play the field when I when I play music and I try to spread myself out and try to be in positions that will challenge me. So playing country music uh, as someone who grew up listening mostly to like hip hop has been a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, what's a group that you would like like to be? In? Not even necessarily like a band specifically, but just a a genre that you would be like, man, I would love to play proc rock or something like See, that so uh since i've played music since 17 i've played in like uh starting with like christian bands you know done like the praise and worship thing i did the psychedelic blues kind of Jimi hendrix thing and then i did like you know the i'm just in a band with four friends and we're just playing all our chops thing you know what i'm saying and you know in, in recent years i've played in jazz groups like hard jet like hard bopping jazz and then like jazz fusion and uh i backed uh a latin pop singer for a minute so like i've i've played all the genres i've wanted to play it's more now where do i get the money sure sure yeah you know i can i can play every style of music that uh is available to me out here but without the money it's uh they've all like they've all just been labors of love right. and that's great. Yeah. But like, if I had to, if I had to pick like another, another type of music to play next, I would like to play for a singer songwriter, uh, in the sense of, uh, it, but like, I have, I have a question about what a singer songwriter is <laughs> sure. because I don't know the difference between a singer songwriter and say an R and B singer. Sure. Sure. And so I would like to do that next. Uh, the color of their is. skin is, is that different. Well, so, is, so say, say someone like Bon Iver, right? Sure. 
is that a singer songwriter or is he now closer to being an R&B singer <laughs> with his like his uh, his uh, collaborations right. and you know the music that he makes because he's using you know he's using things like auto tune he's using 808s and mm-hmm. and you know things that you would hear on like say a weekend album or a Frank Ocean album mm-hmm. uh, but like what's the difference between you know yeah well, besides that right well the genres I, are labeled not by the creator but the people that are right promoting yeah, it and, and so right Bonivera is white therefore singer songwriter singer songwriter but yeah james blake though <laughs> james blake r&b singer electronic artist or alternative mm-hmm. you know so it's you know i would like to try that next essentially i would like to just collaborate with a producer who has a singer that they just want to they want some other ears on you know and see what that looks like You've come to the right place, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always down to try work out. Yeah. You know? Um, how did you first get started in music? Uh, Wayne's World. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I was a kid when we lived over here in North Highlands. Uh, I would watch Wayne's World religiously and take out the pots and pans and do the drum solo with Garth. And... uh uh, the drummer at the church I went to, his name was Cedric. He was fantastic. He was one of the best I'd ever seen. And I'm like, you know, five, six, seven. He played at the church I went to up until I was like, I'm 32 now. I think he recently left when, when the pandemic started. So maybe up until I was like 27, yeah. he was playing drums there. So like a long time. Mm-hmm. And he was still one of the very best drummers. So between, uh, the church and uh wayne's world you know that was that's where it started my parents got me a drum set a neighborhood kid gave me lessons for a couple of weeks went to a drum store got lessons there for a little bit and then um got to middle school and then i got to play like for real yeah where you like learn how to read sure you know you're not just making noise doing the uh georgia the jungle beat (laughs) all day you know but yeah, that's how I got started. Uh, so you did like what percussion in yeah, middle school, like, right? Yeah, like you had like a drum pad and uh, a xylophone kit. But um, what's what? It's not that it it sucked. It was just that the my first three years of like after elementary school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I had three different band directors. So their approach to the percussion section was all different. (laughs) The first dude was like, you play xylophone first. You learn how to read the notes. And I was like, I already know how to read the notes. I play violin. I want to play the drums. You know, and he was like, don't care. This is the way we do it. He retired. Uh, Next guy came in, was like, we're not reading the music. You're learning rudiments first. Before we learn anything else, you're only doing rudiments. And then I'll show you how to read the music. And then the next guy comes in, was like, I hope you know your rudiments because we're only reading music now and I'm not showing you how to do your rudiments. It's in the music. And then the last dude came in and he was, uh, Mr. Irons, he was great. Um, he did a little bit of both and he was like, I need you to know how to read music because we're playing big orchestral pieces. You have to know how to play the timpani. Now you need to know how to play the marimbas and then, you know, getting the jazz band setting. I wasn't the best drummer. But he was like, you're going to play vibes. You're going to learn about harmonies. And so, you know, learning how to improv and things like that. So 
I, I do credit sixth to 12th grade those years uh, for like expanding the knowledge and like making me want to pursue, yeah. you know, how to play music yeah. the right way. Was there a point, uh, and I guess when was that point where you realized this is my life, I have to do music? Uh, yeah, I was, I was 17. I hadn't played in front of people on the drum set. Mm-hmm. And I was visiting a friend's church on the west side of town. I, I went to church on the east side of town. Two different two Americas, you know? <laughs> so, like, you go to church on the east side, uh, unless the church knows you and, like, you were in the choir, you don't get to play drums, essentially, unless you were in a choir. And you, like, there's, like, five other boys in front of you that are all going to play drums as well. But on the west side, they don't really do it like that. And what was interesting was I was visiting my friend's church. They were doing this, like, youth revival-less kind of vacation Bible school thing. They brought in a non-secular band because it's, like, 2007. So, like, Switchfoot is hot, you know, and, uh, like, Hawk Nelson and Reliant K. Those are, like, bands that are crossing into the mainstream from their, like, Christian backgrounds. And so, you know, they were trying to get the kids hype, and they brought in a band from uh, OBU and they were, they were good. And at one point they played since you've been gone. Okay. Wow. By Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like end of the night. Everyone's really hype. We're about to go like shoot each other with like water balloons or something, you know, whatever you do at a, at a Christian church thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know? But so they're doing that song and the drummer's like, yo, who wants to play drums? And one kid says, oh, he plays drums. No one's seen me play drums yet. They said, no, he plays drums. So I, the the, the solo black kid that plays drums all of a sudden, <laughs> goes up and I play Since You've Been Gone with the band. And I was, I held my own and he was like, yo, you're, you're good at this, bro. Like, you should try it out. And the youth pastor was like, hey, you ever think about coming back and visiting we need a drummer in the youth band and uh so i tried that out at that point i was like this is really fun i rehearse these 30 songs and maybe i get paid okay mm-hmm. somebody gets paid to do this for real yeah let me see if i can too yeah you know and it was around that time 17 ish when i was like i think i can do this mm-hmm. i haven't done it fully though <laughs> you know, it's really hard out here, but it is. I have, I am doing it. Mm. We, yeah, we are doing it. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's the way it is now. We, it's a collective mindset. Oh yeah. We all have to be doing it together. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, radio, how'd you get in on that? Uh, so Oklahoma rock show mm. on the spy. Uh, I had a friend, uh, Leon who, uh, knew this person. Uh, back in the day, uh, when the spy was like changing numbers, it was a weird, a weird, like 2010, 2011 time. And their friend was like, yo, you should be on the radio. We don't have a rap or hip hop hour. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll think about it. Didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) They, they pulled up a rap show. Um, and I'm not sure what happened there, but that show kind of, disappeared and for a minute there um i became close with uh people at the oklahoma rock show ryan lacroix and at the time grace gordon 
Grace hit me up and was like, yo, make a demo for me. I can get it to Ferris. I think you should have a radio hour. And I was like, you know what? I skipped on it before. Let me try this again. So me and my homie Connor, uh, who's like the other producer on the show, we put together uh, like a 30-minute set with like a fake ad. We did an intro. Uh, I didn't censor any of the raps, though. And like the, but the song selection was, was nice. He like, he enjoyed the the diversity of the songs and like how I chose to uh, use the genre and like, I wouldn't say use, how I, how I view the genre and how I view the culture of hip hop. And he enjoyed that. And, you know, they gave me the opportunity and here we are now. Yeah. Big, big thanks to Grace. Uh, Ryan Ferris, but yeah, Grace, she's out in Dubai now, uh, doing very cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally just doing very cool shit, as Dave Chappelle would say. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because she met him once. <laughs> they were kicking it, smoking a cigarette with Dave Chappelle, and I was just like, "Wow, Grace, you really are just doing cool shit." Like, but yeah, she, uh, you know, it's somebody believed in me to do something, and uh, at that moment, I believed in myself to do it. And so, yeah, we're doing that still. It's fun. You know, hip hop is great. Uh, I just suck at uh, getting the new music from the labels that like aren't the big labels, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But that's, that's another game. Right. Yeah. So yeah. What is no one man? No one man is, is my radio hour uh, where we explore the eclectic sound of hip hop. You can find it on the spy FM uh, dot com every Friday, 11 to midnight. Uh, I used to re-upload the shows up to Mixcloud. Um, I stopped doing that uh, during, I think, the pandemic started, and I just got that weight, you know, got that weight on my body that everyone else got. It was just like, what am I doing anymore? Uh, so we stopped doing that, and I kind of pushed back against the uh, the concept of uploading my shows like that. And I think I I strictly want it to be radio. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to hear the show, be there. Be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Turn turn on your radio. Let's let's kind of disengage from some elements of technology. Like, let's you know, let's try to see things from 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's try to consume things a little slower. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, like not on your own time as it happens. But not, you know, it's it's not like a YouTube video or like, you know, a, just a regular playlist. Just it's a radio. Radio only happens once. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah, but that's, you know, that's what we do now. No one, man, it's fun. You know, just me and Connor playing rap songs or playing whatever. Honestly, we, we play anybody from Beethoven to Frank Zappa oh, yeah. and then all the letters in between B and a Z. <laughs> <laughs> no A artists. A artists no, get out no of here. No more A artists. <laughs> no, uh, no aristocrats. <laughs> yeah, no Adele. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, we do a play uh, a lot of Aretha Franklin. So, yeah, of course. That's an F artist, though. <laughs> yeah, she's an sort, F artist. Yeah, sort by last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> Going back a little, uh, 
who are your biggest musical influences? I would say, uh, uh, like the first, I would say drummers uh, when I was a kid, real drummers that I saw, it would be like Questlove uh, and Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Those two were like, I was like, oh, well, there's a dude that looks like me, plays the music that I listen to and is is very crisp, you know? And then there's the guy who plays music that sounds like the music I listen to, who doesn't look like me, but is way more exciting uh, in some ways. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. But now it's, you know, uh, it's, but like sonically, it's like Prince and and Kanye and uh uh you know those just those two worlds I, if i could just break it to just those two worlds mm-hmm. prince and kanye there's a thousand artists between the two of them alone that are like either sampled by directly influenced by because like when or like influence influenced them you know so like for someone like prince you get the influences of like sly and the family stone mm-hmm. you get uh, Smokey Robinson. You get everything from Motown. You know, you get the Supremes. You get everything from uh, Watts, like Isaac Hayes. You get, you get all that from Prince, before Prince, you know what I'm saying? And then with Prince, you get Stevie Wonder and D'Angelo and all the neo-soul artists of the, of the two, uh, like the 90s and 2000s, you know what I'm saying? Plus, with like someone like Kanye West, whoever Kanye West has ever sampled, in my eye, is essentially a part of hip hop. Yeah. Whether it's uh, Goldfinger, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the bands that he sampled. Uh, Crimson King, King Crimson. Yeah. I said the name backwards because <laughs> I don't care about prog rock. <laughs> uh, you know, to now he's, you know, the artists that he works with, unfortunately, are considered hip hop now, yeah. good and bad. But, you know, that's, I would say those two. Prince. Legendary hip-hop artist, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is a (laughs) hip-hop artist now, though. Because, you know, when they made that, uh, when they made that song with Rihanna, Precious. Precious. Those chord progressions, like, great. When you hear Paul McCartney's whistle on the end of All Day, it switches up the whole feeling of the song from this, I'm angry. I'm making moves to make my life better because of this rage inside me. And then you get this almost eerie, uh, but and sinister, like jolly sing along whistling from Paul McCartney, one of the last Beatles that makes the Beatles hip hop all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible what someone like him, Kanye West, has been able to do for hip hop culture and unfortunately for the world. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask the what effectively is the Kanye question, but do you separate art from the artist? No, it's all the same. They're like you you putting something out there, you know, and if you put something out there, it's you put yourself into it. And so uh his behavior is directly related to his work. You know, his but it's, it's, he's been the same way his entire career. I want to go through this door. Sorry, you can't go through this door. I am going to go through this door. <laughs> Ain't nothing over here for you. No, the, the shirt is over there. I know the shirt is over there. I saw you take the shirt into the room. I need the shirt. 
and that's that's been his whole career and it's like i think watching how he was moving when i was a kid not knowing what was going on behind the scenes uh for his early part of his career and watching him get sun the whole time it's like he feels that way he's always felt like he's been getting sunned because he has but now he's like one of the richest people in the world and but there's richer people than him <laughs> and they're going to keep sunning him like and I, I can only imagine what that does to someone's like mental state, like, you know, but all in the flashing lights, like he's been talking about lights his whole career and obviously has either like synesthesia or like a visual sensitivity issue as well. So it's like there's all these elements to his his being that fascinate me. And uh, I, I I do understand that the work he makes is reflective of the world he lives in same goes for r kelly that's why no one should listen to aj nothing but a number because he was telling the truth the whole time he was telling on himself and that's why you should not separate the art from the artist i clear as day right yeah and we say fond farewell to trapped in the closet do you tiktok I don't. Oh, but. So there's this thing happening on TikTok where Trapped in the Closet as a sound mm. is becoming popular again. Mm. And I think that's one of those things where it's like, maybe these, like, should we fully censor R. Kelly's music? And if we do that, does that mean we lose Aaliyah's music in the process? <laughs> and is that a slippery slope when you start censoring an artist yeah. like that? Like. Absolutely. We will safety. get into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we Not to jump ahead. <laughs> right, right. Um, what is a deep, nitty-gritty or advanced concept, cutting-edge thing uh, that you're excited about, either in the music that you're doing or the music that you're listening to or the the stuff that you're looking at? I'm really excited for more N-words in indie rock, mm. the actual N-word itself being used as a lyric for indie bands. Mm. And what I mean is that there are more bands with black fronts, more black bands, mm. more colored bands sharing languages that have not been used in, the genre. in this genre. Yeah. And it's like about time. Yeah. It's 2022. I should know what, 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 a, what a rock kid feels like when they're selling drugs. You know, like I want to I want to feel the same way that I feel when I'm playing shows. But, you know, and I want to I want to see those perspectives and I'm I'm happy to see it. You know, we got dudes like Namdi and Barty Strange and Maneka and bands like Soglo, like people who are like making some really good rock music. But they're might they might as well be rappers, too, you know. And I think that's that's going to be exciting to see because that's something white kids can't steal. Mm. Like, could you imagine, like, <laughs> the next round of indie rock white kids all saying the N-words in their... <laughs> <laughs> but only in their cars and not Yeah, around. not in their... Yeah, was, I really like the song. At <laughs> 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 Pitchfork Festival doing karaoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the uh, expansion of black language in non-black uh, settings mm. by black people. Though I don't want to hear anyone else <laughs> <laughs> talking like we talk. <laughs> yes. <know>? Yeah. <laughs> 
why music? Oh, because it works. It it works. There's nothing else you can communicate without without being able to speak in so many ways. But like with music, you can express more than just like you know. You can express like anger or love, sadness, happiness with two notes. You know what I'm saying? I can. I can make people's bodies move from the drums in a positive or negative way. And I think with music, it'll be the only thing that'll last as like an art form because eventually we're going to lose the sun and we won't be able to see things, <laughs> but we'll still have flutes. You know what I'm saying? We'll still have flutes and we'll still have walls to beat on. But yeah, there, there's going to be a time where we won't be able to see or what we see is not worth seeing. But like what we hear is what's going to be important, I think. Unfortunately, not everybody will be able to hear. But, you know, uh, that'll probably be the, I think the last thing to make it is music of all the arts, you know? Yeah. What's something people don't normally know about you? What is something, you know, uh, something that people don't know about me. I don't, I think people know everything about me. (laughs) I but like I know I try to keep to myself to some degree and I try not to share too much of myself, you know, because uh, I don't have a lot of friends. Mm. But I feel like uh, if there's anything that people don't know about me, mm, you know, I'm I'm learning guitar. There you go. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've learned I've learned uh, a few chords and I learned how to play a song. There you go. I played it. Uh, <laughs> what song? Uh, Real Love Baby okay. by Father John Misty. I played it for my girlfriend there you go. Uh, in New Mexico. It was really sweet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I would say that's, that is what I'm doing. I'm learning guitar. I don't think anyone knows that. Uh, I hope not anyway. <laughs> I don't want to be asked to start playing gigs. It is like I don't I don't really play right. you guys. I know I play drums, but y'all are hitting me up. And it'll it'll make you good real quick. Right, though. right, right. Watch like... this G chord. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what that is that is the thing. Yeah. Uh, if you could collaborate with any artist living or dead. Collaborate with any artist living or dead. Uh I would like to see how I'm, I'm, I'm a cheat. I'm, sure. I'm gonna probably do three here. I would like to see how um, Quincy Jones uh, composed. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that, mm-hmm. you know, like a young Quincy Jones, like working on like the dude or something, or like the soul bossa nova stuff. I would, I would like to see him at the piano mm-hmm. saying, "Violin one needs to do this run. Violin two needs to do this run. You know, French horns come in here." I want to see that, you know, because we don't make music like that anymore, you know? I do. <laughs> uh, well, you're right, 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 right. Yeah, you're, you're totally correct. People, a lot of people don't, yeah. but I feel like back in, say, the 50s, 60s, 70s, up until almost the 80s, you had to have scores, you know? You had to have full compositions for even pop music. Uh, so maybe Quincy Jones. Um, I would like to have seen Jay Dilla make a beat. Just, you know, and then... And then have to play it. Yeah, <laughs> and just like, yeah, just like, okay. So you like, you just, you just hit those two pads. <laughs> well, when I hit those two pads, they don't do that. You, you know, like, it like might be that simple. 
And uh, yeah, Jay Dilla, Quincy Jones, and probably um, what? No, yeah, I think that's 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 it. Mm. Yeah, I would love to see the way they work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those are those are the guys that like make what we got today. Yeah. You know, yeah. like everyone that makes music, every engineer wants to do what Jay Dilla did. Mm-hmm. Every engineer wants to do that, and every like producer and composer, I feel like wants to be Quincy Jones mm-hmm. because Quincy Jones did everything before Max Martian, Max Martin, Martin yeah. yeah. But there's Max Martian, there's Matt Martians <laughs> from the internet, and it's Max Martin, yeah, yeah, the 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 pop dude, right? Yeah, yeah he writes all the pop joints, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if Quincy Jones was given the opportunity to say John Williams was, mm-hmm. we would have a greater reverence for Quincy Jones than we do, you know, as a collective, you know, cause I no no, no shade to, to John, you know, but it's like, imagine <laughs> Quincy Jones doing the music for star Wars. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause he worked with Spielberg for the color purple. So like he understands the, mm-hmm. you know, he understands the craft, but just imagine, you know, yeah. or like, I'll throw shade at John Williams. It's very, it's very I, derivative. I, you know, <laughs> it was great at the time, <laughs> but like now, now that we have like you know new composers, like you know film composers, it's like there's there's more instruments available. Yeah. So like that's that's an exciting world, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's your world though. Yeah, sure. It, in part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Quincy Jones, Jay Dilla, to answer the question. Yeah. yeah. What advice do you have for people wanting to get into music? Uh, get into music, not in anything else. Just get into music. Don't get into like clothes about that you see the musicians wear. Don't get into the gear. Get into music. Like just whatever it is that like clicked that first time, get into that. Like get into the sonics. Get into how how a song is made. Get into get into the the basics of a four beat drum pattern. You know, just the little things because it's it's it comes down to the to the songs you know saying to the sound itself so don't don't get into the other nonsense getting like the instagram stuff because i know that's a lot of today's world is like trying to sell yourself to then sell your music but just i would just say get into the music itself just get get right with it understand the songs that make you happy, learn the songs that make you happy, you know, better understand how they wrote those songs. Like those things just get into music and nothing else. Word up. Switching gears into the questions that make bit depth, bit depth. What is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Well, I was, I was raised in the church. Uh, I think I stepped out. Uh, I think my brain turned off at like 12. Uh, and then uh, at that point, you're, you know, you're, you're going to church because your parents are making you go to church uh, when you're that age. And then around 17, uh, I started working so I didn't have to go to church. But I started going to a church on the other side of town, started going to church on the west side and like, you know, experiencing that type of uh, Christianity. And there was, there was some very clear differences of how like approach and like uh, 
there's like the fire and brimstone versus the 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 wailing and uh cries for a hopeful tomorrow like there's a difference in like approach in that way and as i went through college uh both of those things drifted away and and now uh in my 30s uh you know i i i look back on them you know and cuz there's lessons in those books you know and uh i i do hold some of them close uh not all of them but there's things you know there's there there's beautiful things about churches you know and there's beautiful things about religion uh and faith and i will say i do have a faith but it's not like a uh it's not like a labeled thing like i do know i do believe in a higher power in a creator but it's it's weird to me that people would like to give it a who instead of a what you know and that's what that's where i am i'm i'm on the what part of it like what is this thing yeah what is it that made us come to life you know and uh, yeah, so that's that's where I am right now, just looking at the stars. Yeah, yeah. You kind of answered it, but uh, what is your definition of God? No, it's it's definitely a, a what then a who. You know, it's it's not the Father, mm-hmm. it's not the Mother Earth. It's it is it it's something. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is something else out there whether it be a frequency or whatever, you know, but there is something out there greater than us uh, as, as beings, you know, that's, that has a higher power. And I'm not trying to like mess with it. And like, you know, I'm not trying to start wars with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm trying to better understand myself to better understand it and the what, and that's, that's as far as I can go with it, you know? So I'm just, you know, hitting all the books, trying to hit all the books, trying to figure out if everybody's saying the same thing. And if everybody's saying the same thing, then I'll be fine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is free will? Non-existent. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, uh, if I believe in that, like there are some, there's, I, I don't know if I know what that is. Yeah, really, honestly, uh, living, living in America, like, cause everything seems to already be just like determined. Like if I have seven types of salt on the wall at a grocery store, is that free will? <laughs> you know, I, I have access to these types of cars in Oklahoma. Is that free will? I have a mattress, but like, is that, you know, like I don't, it, it's, I don't know what that means anymore because I I'm at the point where a lot of things have already been determined for me. It's just a matter of whether I want to like understand why it has been or if I just want to reject it. And if the rejection itself is the free will, then yo, then maybe that's what it is being able to reject something. But as far as I can tell, I think we're pretty much locked into our positions. <laughs> we just got to play our roles now, mm. you know. <laughs> what do you think happens when we die? Uh, no idea. Yeah, I think you just turn off. You know, I would I would like to be in another place where it's like, uh, where there's like peace and uh, you know happiness but it's like what is happiness for some people what is peace for some people like but what like you know but everybody knows what rest is you know what i'm saying 
And hopefully that's all it is. It's just, you're off and that's, that's, you're done. You know, that's your time. You had your time. However, however you spent it was your time. You're done now. Yeah. And you just lay down or you, you get laid down <laughs> to rest. You know, you go back to the earth and you, you know, those caskets, hopefully they're uh, biodegradable and you become a tree, you know, but right. Yeah. I, I hope there's no afterlife <laughs> because then I have to live again. <laughs> and this is <just> terrible. <laughs> yeah. How do you determine what good behavior is? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Cause it's, you know, what's uh so what is good behavior and how do I determine it? You know, uh, I feel like it depends on impact. Uh, a good behavior probably doesn't have to impact anyone. I think it's bad behavior that impacts people the most. So if I don't have, if I can do something that does not touch anyone, not involved, great. That's solid behavior. <laughs> That's good behavior. But it's like, um, I don't, I don't know what good behavior can be because you know you could you can think you're doing a good thing by like helping someone, but you could just be, you know, uh, causing another problem. You know, yo, help me move out of my place for sure. Wait, dog, you didn't pay rent the next month. What's going on here? Like, are you, were you squatting? (laughs) Am I like, am I complicit in this now? Like, you know, things like that are like, like I, yeah, I don't know. Cause I don't think, I don't know if there's good or bad anymore. I think we just, things happen you know things just happen and i don't know if they're good or bad yeah i don't know if i'm the one to know that answer either because i might be a bad person <laughs> like ultimately you know the scales of justice and moon Knight, you know what i'm saying like uh like yeah i don't know about that i i don't think i have that answer that's a crazy question <laughs> people answer that one i mean they answer that one everyone tries their best that's the I'm never looking for answers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Word. <laughs> I'm looking for how you get there. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. Yeah. 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 How do we reduce the division between people? Handshakes. Handshakes work. Uh, uh, the people that hold the greater percentage need to understand that they're the causing the division. Uh, so that's really it. <laughs> we you know people need to shake our hands and understand that they they drew the map they made the circle they made the numbers you know what i'm saying they showed it that way then they showed it to us and then they were like what's the problem and we were like i don't know our slice of the pie looks a little weird <laughs> so that thing that's the answer there uh the people with the greater number the dominant culture uh as to not lay blame to any in particular persons uh need to reach out and, you know, remove the barriers that created the division in the first place, the money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the the one. (laughs) Do you believe humans are evil by nature? Nah, see, we're back at the thing again where it's like good or bad because it's, uh, you know, that everyone's, I don't know if everyone's in it because I didn't see it for a long time, but the 2001 Space Odyssey scene, where the monkey gets the uh, bone, crushes the skull, and is like, oh my God, I can break a bone with this. Was that evil to want water, to want food, 
and to look at the person that had it and say, yo, can I get some? And they say, no, okay, I have to hit you now because I need to eat. You know, like, I, I don't know what evil is really. There are evil things. There are evil things. There have been evil people doing evil acts. But uh, other than the subscription to evil, I don't know if people are evil themselves individually, but there are evil things. Like white supremacy is an evil thing. Yeah. To associate with it is an evil thing. Willingly associate with it. Because I know a lot of us have to associate by default and a lot of other people have to associate, uh, you know, because there's no other means. Mm-hmm. We pay taxes in Oklahoma. We, so we, yeah, there's no, we can't not, yeah. we can't not participate. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate, but it is an evil thing. But are the people, are we evil for participating in it? You know what I'm saying? Are we evil for drinking plastic water bottles? <laughs> you know, like I'm, I don't know how I was born here in this time, but I hope someone in another in another country doesn't look at me as the evil one and, you know, looks at the uh, the broader situation as the evil thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's no evil people, just evil buildings. Sure. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> what do you think humanity is heading towards in the future? Uh, uh, we're, we are very much going backwards into like a uh, feudal system. Uh, of like workers and landlords, <laughs> mm-hmm. both F E U D and F U T I L E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's straight up, straight up. The the double entendre, as Jay Z would say. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nasty. Um, it's kind of weird because we just had that uh, that they just had the Met Gala, mm-hmm. and the the theme was the Gilded Age, and it's like how long are rich people going to like flex on us? <laughs> you know, like, is there, do they have that many private military members to like stop a billion people? You know, cause it's like, it's very serious now, like very clear. We have a slave system. We have a working system of like uh, workers, laborers, hard laborers. And then we have, uh, you know, the, 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 the richest rich, that like they they're not pulling strings like you know like doing like weird puppet shit but like they are definitely making it really hard <laughs> unnecessarily hard you know to exist like everyone's surviving no one no one seems to be having a good time and if no one's having a good time now they're probably gonna have a good time tomorrow and if tomorrow's the future then no one's having a good time in the future unfortunately yeah, yeah. but at least we'll have music. <laughs> yeah at least we can sing about how bad of a time we're having i wish more people would though mm-hmm. you know i i look at all the all the bands sometimes and sometimes i wonder some if people are too happy mm-hmm. like the obama years if you think about the obama years for music that wasn't like the hey ho years mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's like y'all are a little too happy right now <laughs> like y'all are what y'all so what y'all so cheesy about? Like what is going on? What did I miss? What did I miss? You know, I'm I'm having new taxes. Like what y'all what are y'all so happy about? You know, and i I hope people start making more I don't want more rage against the machine. I just want more introspective, like how did we get here? Or was it always meant to be? You know? 
I'm down with more system of a down, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I'd be nice with that. That'd be nice. It'd be nice. But those dudes get weird too, because I, I never know how they feel fully about this country. I know how they feel about the situation uh, uh, that they had with their, with that like Armenian, uh, like there was like an uprising or some sort. Like a few years back, there was like a situation and like the Kardashians were like with them in it. And I was like, oh, this is strange. I forget that the Kardashians are Armenian and that everyone in System of a Down is like Muslim adjacent, I think. And it's like, oh, there's a situation happening in a world away from mine that seems very serious, you know? And I know how they feel about those things. But then when, you know, as these people get older and they have more money at stake, they have different opinions on what's going on here. And it makes me nervous <laughs> about my uh, my love for that. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, why don't presidents fight in the war? Why do they always send the poor is a very different line whenever they're not the poor anymore. When they're not the poor anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, when they're the ones when they're the ones just asking for donations and I'm just like, you you're you're trying to raise one hundred thousand dollars. Just go sell a song. Mm-hmm. You can. Put a song in a Michael Bay movie. You can get a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that'll be funded by the government. So it's like, go ahead and get the check. You know how to get the check. Why are you asking poor people <laughs> to send the check to you? Like, yeah. it's, you know, I, that's why I don't like GoFundMe. But that's a different thing. Right. right. Like, I, I feel so bad for anyone that has to use those services because yeah. I can't donate to them. Because <laughs> I'm poor. I'm poor like you. Yeah. Like, these yeah. apps aren't made for me. Like. I am a poor person. <laughs> yeah. What are you optimistic about for our future? Oh, uh, more water. <laughs> <laughs> fewer states, you know, uh, more water, fewer states. Um, I, you know, uh, technology is the only thing to be optimistic about uh, the advances of technology, but it's, it's a matter of like, you know, if you're running, if you're running a marathon, is the end the best part, you know? And if that's what we are doing right now, is complete AI, like, the best part? Is that the best part of the future? Like, where we don't do anything anymore? We just, we exist as batteries, you know? Like, is that going to be great? <laughs> Not to be like... But I mean, it's like, who who's using it, right? right. So, I mean, you say the advances of technology, but like... It's just a tool. It's just a tool to get off Earth, right? Like that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to right harness, now. It's a tool that the rich are using, right? But to get off Earth, right? Right? Like that's <laughs> as far as I know, that's been the goal is to get off the planet. Like man looked at the stars and said, "How do I go there?" Mm. And then they said, "Yo, lightning falls from the sky. It makes fire. Okay, we'll take this fire. We'll we'll build. <laughs> so let me let me." let me harness the power of the shit from the sky, you know? And yeah, I think that's, that's about it. We, we uh, get to a point where we, we technology reaches a point where we, we use it to exist and to maintain and to keep us uh, able to like survive, but it uses us via the rich (laughs) to help produce itself itself to get us off planet. Because, you know, they're getting us off planet, but they're just getting more bodies off planet to then raise crops, mm. you know. We'll, we'll have to work with that idea. I no, I've, I've think, but yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> what makes you content? Oh, uh, 
you know, you ever listen to Sly and the Family Stones? Uh, there's a ride going on. Mm. There's like a track of silence on it. It's just silence. And I, I think about that. And that just kind of levels me out. And uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what, because I feel like I'm in that world a lot of like, there's a situation happening. I'm in the times. But that quick moment of silence on the album where it's like, nine seconds before the riot starts. There's that weird part on the album. And I feel that, you know, and so it's, but it is that album is what it is. Like I'll put that on, level me out, uh, give me back to like one, you know, and then uh, that or a, a nice hike. <laughs> Cause you know, being outside is tight. Cause you're not, you don't have to pay for outside, really. Yeah. You just go Not out. There. I mean, we apparently. Did you know that there's some parks out here that you have to pay for to like go visit? It's crazy. It it, it does figure, but it's like if I had to pay to go out here, like at least clean it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me give me something. Give me clearer trails markings. Like make it clear that I'm on this trail and not that trail. I don't want to get lost. These are woods. Attacked by a buffalo or something. Yeah, no, like those wild pigs, a, a number of snakes, you know, mountain lions. 30 to 50 feral hogs. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, like all up and down, like the southwest, like the southern, yeah. Yeah, a nice hike and or uh, uh, the Sly and the Family Stone, there's a rise going on. It'll, it'll get me back to like a nice, I'm good. You know, I don't need to. Whatever I was upset about or whatever I was happy about, I'm back to one now. And, like, I'm ready to try the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> when will you be satisfied? Never. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be satisfied uh, because I'm poor. Uh, and so, yeah, there's, there's nothing... No, nah, yeah, no, I don't think I could be satisfied unless I make enough money to not look at a bill and not worry if I have an overdraft fee, you know, and not, you know, and that's, I don't think it'll happen, you know, and I, I, I wish I had greater needs and wants, but, but I don't, you know, I, I would just like to have to not worry about where the next thing is coming from, you know, if I have the, my medicine, you know, things like that. So to, yeah, to that, I, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied you know, and also like you know, I, I I do like I do like to try to be satisfied though. You know, I do like to like go out and be the best, and like, but then you know, you you do your best, and then you think back and say, could I have done this better? <laughs> like I I I had a show, I had a show. Uh, these dudes came in. These this band came in from L.A. and I hosted them uh, at the Speakeasy in Oklahoma City, and tornado warning happened that night and uh crazy night whatever whatever but the show went on big show uh a lot of bodies came out and i left the venue uh went home and was like good job everybody uh we did it and the next day i said how do i double that how do i double the number of bodies how do i double the the amount of money was made like my brain doesn't want me to be satisfied, it seems. It's always just like, did you try harder? Could you try harder? 
is there another way? Was there a better way? You know, why did this happen? Why didn't the first band start at this time versus that time? Why didn't the second band play this? Like, you know, I, I want to be satisfied, but I don't think I can be. Are you satisfied ever? Do you ever feel? Uh, I always think about it as always and never. Yeah. Um, as in, in the moments, uh, even, even this right now, yeah. right? Us talking, communing. It's nice. Yeah. I am satisfied right Word now. Up. Yeah. Um, Could it and, be better? And also, <laughs> <laughs> there's some shit to be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so, yeah, always and never. I'm always satisfied in the moment. Yeah. But there's so much to be done. We can't just be sitting around here doing nothing. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man, you got some some wild questions over there. <laughs> I'm so happy that you like you can look at them in advance. And I was like, Nah, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna not do that. I'm, I want the spontaneity. Yeah. What advice do you have for people in general? Uh, drink water. You know, uh, soda sucks. Uh, drink water. Um, while we can still get it for cheap. While you can still get it, yeah. Drink water while you can still get it. Uh, and then after you can't get it for for a free amount through a plumbing system, uh, find the water bottle company that you like, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then recycle those bottles. Uh, preferably get glass bottles, I guess. Uh, maybe those will work better. Uh, yeah, drink water. That's a good. That's some good advice. If you live in Oklahoma, uh, don't get down on yourself because of what this place does. Uh, I know it seems weird all the time that they want to move in the direction they want to move in. But if you want something to happen in Oklahoma, you just kind of have to do it yourself. Um, that's all we can really do out here. If you want a band to come through, try to book it yourself. If you want a certain style of music to happen, do it yourself. Uh, so drink water, do it yourself. Um, I'm a weed smoker. Uh, and so, um, Stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes suck. Um, and uh, so, yeah, water, do it yourself. No cigarettes. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are, that's three. Three's good. That's good. Yeah. I don't know what else advice is better, you know, because if you're drinking water, you're staying hydrated, you're staying loose, you're staying limpid. Uh, if you're doing it yourself, you're trying to make something happen. If you're not smoking cigarettes, your breath smells nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> your lungs are working. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Last question, potentially most importantly, cake or pie? Oh, cake. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't eat pies, unfortunately. Yeah, so yeah. You lost me there, buddy. <laughs> uh and the add-on to that question is obviously what is best cake? What is the cake that comes to mind whenever you think? Oh, uh yellow cake. You know, I don't even know if that's my favorite cake, but you, uh, you ever watch the Chappelle show uh, during the Bush administration post 9-11? There was this uh, this uh, situation where they had this yellow cake uranium. And on the Chappelle show, they did a bit where Dave Chappelle was black George Bush and most deaf was a. Uh, uh, general Petraeus or something like that. Oh, it was it was he's supposed to be like the, the you know the 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 army general. He's wearing like a do rag and these crazy bug glasses, and he's like, I got this yellow cake, got this yellow cake right here, and there everyone's looking at him like, don't drop that shit, don't drop that yellow cake, and it's just yellow cake, you know. It's a, I always think about yellow cake. It's a good one. 
uh, chocolate is really good. But that's why you put the yellow cake with the chocolate frosting, you know? Uh, so, yeah, it's probably, yeah, we'll go with yellow cake. Yellow cake, chocolate frosting, and a nice, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to be OG for myself. Pound cake is really what I like. <laughs> Pound cake with some ice cream is the best, you know? Keep it simple. Uh, depression era food. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, Childish Gambino's freestyle on pound cake. Oh yeah, <laughs> is better than Drake's. Drake's freestyle on pound cake, or his his actual pound cake. Yeah, Childish yeah. Gambino's freestyle I can on see that. Drake's pound cake track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plus. Yeah, what a weird guy he is. <laughs> and they're like, they're the same guy. Drake and Drake and Childish Gambino, two actors who uh, were rappers who could still be actors who are uh, at ends with Kanye West uh, and um, Rihanna. They're kind of the same person to me. Except for one's Canadian. <laughs> one's actually from Atlanta. Uh one makes a good TV show. The other one made a TV show. Oh, man, so are you are you watching it currently? Good. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably like an episode or two behind, but like, damn, that three slaps episode. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> one because it's like I got slapped three times. And, and what was funny was like that episode aired after the Oscars. And I thought my first thought was like, oh, shit. Will Smith's slap was three slaps for black people because we were stuck. We were stuck in this moment of watching white people be themselves. And that's nothing scarier to me than white people being themselves. Because for me, that means we're about to lynch somebody. (laughs) And that's what they wanted. In that moment, they were like, absolutely not. So that was Chris got slapped once. Black people got slapped twice listening to that goddamn discussion happen. And then the third one was just like, was was the the second half of the dialogue from other white people that was just like, I don't want to hear white people talk about this anymore. It was terrible. It was a, it was a real tragedy for black people to be slapped, you know, but I've been slapped before. (laughs) And I felt, you know, it was cause it was, it was such a funny, funny episode though. Cause it was like that kid was dancing and I was thinking to myself, this is, these are all the memes that people laugh at of like little black kids crying while they're dancing or little black kids dancing. We just love black kids dancing. <laughs> like we can't get enough of it. And it's like fucking terrible. And I don't know about you, but have you noticed that white people have become villains fully? So, okay. I We're going to get yeah, it. <laughs> Because I was I was going there and I'm like, man, okay, so so first of all, thank you so much for doing this with Word me. Up. Um <laughs> where can people find you and your things? Uh you can find me uh on Twitter uh at I am Donald2. You can find No One Man every Friday, eleven PM to midnight on ninety one seven FM in Oklahoma City or the spyfm.com wherever you are uh in the world. And you can find me on Instagram at GaslitOki. With underscores. With a series of underscores, yeah. I'll probably change my name in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, once again, thank you so much. I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Don. What track is about to play? Tim just dropped the track. 
we just dropped the track with him on his EP. I would say if you could play the lovely Heavy Eyes. Done my leaving for the day. Made it home and now I'm here to stay. There's a cold world out there. No one seems to care. I look in the mirror. What do I see? You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I made. 
You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can support me directly by buying my music on Bandcamp. I'm working on Hypothetical, my first singer-songwriter album. So if you'd like to hear that at some point, there are lots of ways to support me on my website. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to all my things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It would mean a lot to me to hear what you have to say, and it lets others know what to expect better than I could ever explain. I want to help the world have deeper conversations. So thank you for listening to and supporting BitDevs. I was in the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.